Alright, check one, check two. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour with your host, it's me, Rob Cantrell. I'm here again, number nine, episode number nine, podcast number nine, number nine, number nine. Uh, we're doing it. Uh, I'm excited about this podcast. Oh man, this is uh, going to be a spicy one, everybody. Uh, what I'm drinking on today's coffee, we got some cannabis and we have some coffee. I'll just do the reveals. We have, um, I will be smoking a little bit of chem dog strain for all my dogs, uh, for all my Snoop dogs. Uh, we got some chem dogs, uh, and I've got a one hitter. So I'm just going to hit this periodically over the next hour, but and it tastes great, and it is a really strong strain in ChemDog. I know a lot about it, but I'll read the Leafly report. But I also wanted to say I'm drinking Grady's Cold Brew. This is a New Orleans-style cold brew. Mm. I drank this this summer. It, it is, like, my favorite. I mean, I like Stumptown, but it's a little harsh. Uh, Grady's is sweetened. It's like coffee spiced with like hickory or something and some wild cinnamon i don't know man they it's like this coffee and they add their own sugaring and spice but it's called grady's cold brew new orleans style and what you do is get this big fucking medicine bottle of it it's like this big jug of it and you're supposed to add water and ice to it which I did, but it's so concentrated. Like it is, it's literally like just, you know, blackish brown syrup that is just pure, you know, coffee and sugar cane and cinnamon. And uh, it's brilliant, man. I love this stuff. I actually have made uh, ice cream uh, sundaes with this cold brew. So we're mixing it up. It's cold here in New York and Brooklyn, but uh, and the holidays are all about in full effect. Everybody, man, the little drummer boy was outside just cranking it up just the other day, just rocking those funky beats. Uh, yeah, the holidays is on us. Uh, but I loved this Grady's cold brew, and I saw it in the grocery store, and I was like, yeah, let's do that. Um, So I'm sipping on some ice cold brew Grady's New Orleans style. And I just took a nice uh, <clears throat> hit from a one hitter. Ground find cannabis. Chem dog. Which is, uh, I have my Leafly rating up here. This is usually pretty stinky weed. That's why I'm also just doing one hitters of it. This is, uh, this is up there with Sour Diesel, but ChemDog, I think, even stinks even, even more. It's, like, so pungent. Uh, what is ChemDog? ChemDog has developed quite the name over itself over the years between its mysterious origin and ambiguous genetics and plethora of success, successful crosses the strain has produced. ChemDog has practically secured itself as a permanent place in Cannabis Hall of Fame. The original source of the powerhouse strains like Sour Diesel and OG Kush, ChemDog is known for its distinct diesel-like aroma, aroma, pungent and sharp, and you'll be able to smell the hybrid from miles away. Yeah, that's why I'm not like firing uh, monster spliffs of this right now. I'm just gonna hit a few of these guys and see how it plays out. Sip on some of this cold brewski. In uh, this New Orleans, so yeah, I, I tasted it. I had, you know, this is kind of what I'm sipping on right now. Um, in New York, during this, this hardcore uh, winter, you know, it's just kicked into overdrive. We're talking 23 degrees out there. No joke, man. I got this great new winter coat, Patagonia. I'm not, you know, 
I'm not bragging, but I made a little bit of money on the road and I wanted to get a nice good coat for the winter because it was going to be, that's the thing about New York. The thing about East Coast, it's all about your winter coat and your boot game. That's, that's one of them, you know, like you got to have your boot game down. My boot game isn't even that strong, man. All I got is some old Solomons that are a year, maybe a half year in. They're pretty worn down. And they're like my only like, you know, hiking boot type situation. I need it, but I am looking at these Sorrells that are pretty sick. Um, but they're not like the big boy, like super galoshes Sorrells. They're like more the compact. They're like a high top Sorrell. They're pretty dope. I was checking them out. They're a hundred bucks and I think I could pull it off. So I'm going to do that. But even my great Patagonia coat, which got yelped, or I don't know if it got yelled, people eating, there's a lot of people eating Patagonia coats out there. Uh, they, they do taste delicious, man. You know, for brunch, you just fucking, just, just dump some holiday sauce all over it, man, and you go to town. But no, it's a good Patagonia. It got great reviews as like this great warm, super warm coat. I mean, it's good. And I love how it looks, but uh, yeah, it did not, it, it, it's not, it's right on the borderline. And it was funny, I was doing a set, and my friend uh, Dante, this dude had a fur coat, who I've known in comedy, I've known like 15 years now. I've been doing comedy since 1999, so I've been doing comedy, I've known some of these cats for a long time. And so I'm friendly with him, and if we run into each other, and I hadn't seen him in years, it's fun. But he had a fur coat, and I put that fur coat on, and man, was it warm. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm borderline vegetarian these days, but not even. I eat a lot of salmon, and I do eat some meat. I don't know. You know, I think we all think about all this stuff all the time. And I don't believe in labels and vegetarian or you know, vegan or, you know, even religions, it's like, once you start labeling stuff so hardcore, because the world is changing at such a rapid rate, and everything's moving forward, and right now it's different than the next moment, so, you know, just, you know, some of the stuff, I think that's why there's so much confusion going on, um, because, uh, yeah, life is, is we're all going to die and it's temporary, but we're all learning and fucking up and learning and evolving. Um, and that's why I think legalizing cannabis is just coming at a really great time, you know. The thing about ChemDog, I don't think it has that much CBD. It's, uh, it's got great, its ratings are really up there. Good on the creative, good on the relax, number one on the relax. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> but the CBD is just everywhere. Um, I need to get a nice bottle of CBD to have on hand. I mean, I'm enjoying smoking, but I don't need to do it like all the time, but I like doing it for this podcast. I love doing it for this podcast. This is what this podcast is for. It's for, for me to smoke and not feel like a slack ass. Uh, I'm actually doing something right now. I am creating quality content. I'm working on the music. I'm working on the sound. We're getting better. Work, hold on with me, people. I'm doing this all from a, a phone and a Mac Mini. But the phone is, I got a Shure mic that's solid, and I'm learning how to do it better. And then I'm learning a lot about um, GarageBand. And uh, that's been helping out a ton. Uh, but doing, uh, I got a, uh, please go check out the new PMA video, the one, it's, uh, the new episode, I have a new short film series out right now, and I'm so excited, I'm getting some great looks on Instagram from friends and on, from Facebooks, uh, from a lot of people that I respect their opinion highly, uh, that this video is super entertaining and funny. It's called PMA. It's a short film series. I've been talking about it on this podcast. But it's called PMA, and the latest one that's out is Volume 19, is uh, Street Workout, Volume 19. Uh, yeah, it's, so it's just me and Mookie, the other main character, 
who is uh, my little brother. I'm in a big brother's little brother's program, but Mookie's 31 years old. It's, uh, it was messed up in the courts and I somehow ended up with him. That's kind of the background of the series that we're shooting. We don't really explain it in these short films. They're kind of proof of concept. But uh, yeah, this latest one is we pretty much do some uh, street workout and then this dude comes up to us, Barry Ribs, uh, this old dude. And Barry is a comedian here in New York City that I've known for 15 years. I think I knew him right when, yeah, I knew him within the first, there, there's a couple first year dudes that I hung with right when I got to town at the New York Comedy Club and Barry Ribs was one of them. And then I've known him in New York over the years. But he predominantly does mostly stand up in the uh, black urban rooms, but he's like this 67-year-old Jewish guy, tough New Yorker. I think he used to drive a bus. But uh, he's been around for years. He also does a lot of uh, the main clubs in Manhattan. He does Broadway Comedy Club and New York Comedy Club. That's where I met him. Uh... But, uh, yeah, I knew he would be game for it. I knew he would be down to shoot a film. He has a, he's really super positive. Um, and he's just a positive cat. He's a New York character. And, uh, but he's been in the game doing stand-up for years and years and years. And, uh, yeah, I just I, I reached out and he was down to do it. And uh, it's, it's, he comes and works out with us and then he punches us out. Uh, not to give away the punchline. I hope maybe I hope you already saw. Go, just go watch it. It's a really good video. Um, I'm really excited about it, and we have others coming up. The next one we're doing is actually about CBD coffee. They have CBD coffee. I need to just get the coffee beans and do an episode of uh, CBD coffee on this. Uh, I am enjoying this Grady's New Orleans. I love New Orleans. The meters. I've been listening to so much funk lately. A lot of uh, on my Spotify. I've been going deep on the meters. I've been going deep on Funkadelic. A lot of P-Funk. I met George Clinton. I opened up for George Clinton. In Detroit. I know that sounds <clears throat> wild, but it was one of those High Times gigs. It was actually the first High Times magazine uh, cannabis cup in Michigan, in Detroit. I did it. I was there. I was emceeing, and I did comedy. I emceed the awards show, and I did comedy, and I helped make videos for the very first one. But it was a little sketchy because they got shot down. Like the cops came on that one. The cops came and tried to shut down like the second day and people were smoking openly and that got shut down. Like it was crazy because Detroit's kind of this, Michigan's kind of this safe hold. There's a lot of uh, friendly weed smoking people and it's really friendly towards the law. But then it also has the other side like super Republican old school square thinking like no um so it, but they kind of battle it's kind of 50 50. i don't know how it's working out but it's got legalized out there but this was before it was legal but it was right on that edge between medical or whatever like this was maybe 2000 i'm thinking maybe eight maybe maybe 10. i don't know i have to look it up Everything after 2003 is just kind of a, you know, you know, life just goes on, man. You know, I'm married, I got kids. After, you know, after a certain point, I don't even count the years or try to count the years. Because I'm really, I'm not, you know, I'm up there reeling in the years. I'm trying to just uh, appreciate the moment. Because really, that's all you got. I appreciate you sharing this moment with me on this podcast and I've been listening yeah like I said I've just been listening to a lot of funk a lot of meters drinking a lot of coffee and I just wanted to change it up you know um Grady's cold brew yeah this stuff let's read about this shit you know shake well for iced coffee pour Grady's concentrate in the equal amount of milk or water over ice 
adjust ratio to taste. You know, you just fucking pour it over ice and you got yourself. That's another reason why I like it is that I don't have to make anything in the morning. It's the most, uh, you know, usually when you make coffee, you're like, oh, damn, maybe it's just maybe I'm lazy. No, it tastes really good. And I want to go to New Orleans. Uh, let's do a gig in New Orleans. Grady's, come at me, dog. Let's do things. Sponsor the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Uh, the podcast. Um, in New Orleans. That would be great. I'd love to go down there, eat some gumbo, eat some shrimp, eat some... Uh, just eat up all that music, man. Mmm. It's delicious. It just has that right kick to it, you know. It has all kinds of weird herbs and spices. Um, But yeah, I've been listening to a lot of funk. Um, I got some shows coming up. I had a rough night. I did Baltimore. Baltimore was fun. But it beat me up. I, I went up and down to Baltimore in one day. I went down there on the Bolt, and then I took the Amtrak back. And it's about a four-hour ride, and the show was actually sold out. The show was sold out. It was this vegan uh, lasagna place <laughs> that sold drinks that had, like, this punk rock bar in the basement. It was pretty cool, actually. And they, did it, they do comedy there once a month, and they packed it out for me. And uh, shout out, man. The place is called Joe Squared. Joe Squared in Baltimore. I loved you guys, man. Great place to eat. I had some food from there. I had some, uh, yeah, I had some food from there. And, uh, yeah, it's a great place to eat. Great place to see comedy. See their comedy show. I think they do it once a month. Um, But that was wild. And then I came back, and I did some late-night show. I just, my stand-up has just been maybe a little off, uh, just because I just went up and back, like, just going hard, and then after doing all those Tracy shows before that, and then it just being super cold, and then the holidays, everybody's, you know, the holidays does stress me out a little bit. Uh, I think everybody, it stresses out everybody. Um, but it's uh, also a lot of fun, you know, little drummer boy. That's some dope beats right there. That's a. Uh, I grew up a lot of my life in uh, Washington D.C. and they had a go-go. And if you don't know go-go music, it's uh, this just like super percussion. It's a lot like hip hop music, but it's specifically from the Washington D.C. area, and it's done with live instruments. And it's like somewhere between funk and hip hop, and they just rock live drums, and they have a rapper on stage. It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty ill. It's amazing, but there, and the music is so good. But it's never left Washington D.C. It's so I don't know ahead of its time or raw. I don't know. It's just super African American, uh, regional funk music that comes from D.C. And they, they, all the radio stations, they would do go-go like Christmas songs on the radio and i remember them doing little drummer boy and that was fucking dope amazing um so shout out to the dc area and they've been legalizing that's what's been amazing that's what's crazy about new york but there's cbd like dispensaries like new york has been going crazy for cbd like it must be selling because Every bodega, every store. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be some CBD in McDonald's soon. In uh, that whole story about uh, Marlboro. Getting into the cannabis business. It's funny, I'm, I'm smoking out of a... A one-hitter, which is pretty much a fake cigarette. Because... You want people on the street to think you're, you, you smoke cigarettes and not, not glorious herb. It's so fucking odd uh, that we have to do that. That's what I wanted to talk about is how I got arrested. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I was going to tell the story 
uh, about when I got arrested actually for like a one hitter and a half a joint. It was at the show at the place called the Parkside Lounge. And it was a, a few comedians, like three or four comedians, and they also had a band. It was run by this dude, Matt. And uh, he was a, yeah, Matt. And uh, he had another show before that at Pianos. And he booked me on the show, and the band was great. The show was, you know, halfway filled. It was just like a random Friday night, kind of downtown Lower East Side show. And uh, I was working out new material. I remember I rambled around stage. What I would do, always do at his shows, his shows were like, he loved the edgiest stuff and he would do the most edgiest stuff and it was completely punk rock. But sometimes the crowds weren't into it, man. Sometimes, you know, people would bomb on that stage. People would, the shows would go just horrible sometimes and people would just party and drink. It was more, I don't know, it was more about the experience. But sometimes I would pull it off and get the crowd on my side and I would have a good set. And I think that's why they would always have me back because I could always kind of pull it off. And how I would do it would just be to ramble and not really take it that serious. That was the thing, man. Uh, and that's a, that's a great zen moment in stand-up comedy when you can just ramble and rant and not really care what, <laughs> where it kind of lands. But also, you know, kind of free yourself and maybe see what you can find. And those are the type of shows that you can do that. Not normal shows. It can go all, all over the place. I don't know. They're all not normal, and they're all very different. But uh, it was a great show, and there was a few comics in the band, and then in, there was a few comics on the show, and then there was a band, and in the band was a guitarist, and he was like, yeah, I got some herb. And I, he was like, I'll go to the bathroom and roll it up. And I had a one-hitter on me. I remember that. But it, it was empty. It was just like this. <clears throat> and we went outside, and he, we, he had it rolled up. That's exactly what it was, the story. And uh, we were smoking the joint, and he ends up being a professional violinist. So this guy, <laughs> I, I still see him on social media, and I've seen him at shows. Like, he does... He does filmmaking and music, but he, he was, you know, in a band, and he also played violin professionally, I believe. Interesting dude. Uh, we're smoking a joint outside after the show, and we get arrested. I'm just with this dude I just met, who's a violinist. And this van, no, the, like these two cops come out of nowhere, but they were, had civilian clothes. They just had regular clothes on, and they came up to us, and they pulled out badges from underneath their shirt and, like, up against the wall. And we're like, oh, shit, you know? When I get around cops, I get fucking freaked out. Uh, so I just start saying the word sir. Like, that's my move around cops. <laughs> I go, what do you, you know, that's just because I'm from Virginia and D.C., and that's what we say. Like, well, you go, what are you guys doing back here and we're like no nothing sir no I'm just I'm all over the place no sir no weed no uh and they bust us they, they don't give a fuck they're from New York they don't give a shit about sir <laughs> me saying sir I'm nervous they smell it they bust us they're like up against the wall and they found my clogged one hitter and they found a bag of weed on him and they found the joint that was like that we pretty much had in our hand. Uh, we could have th tried to throw it down the grate in hindsight, but no, we didn't do that. We were just surprised that this all happened so fast. It was really traumatic, and I was going to do a show. I was going to do this show called The Marijuana Logs out in uh, Chicago on Monday, and this was Friday. I was supposed to fly out, I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, but I knew it was coming up, and I had to make that gig, and I just got arrested for weed, and it was a big gig, actually. Uh, I was going to make my rent on the month with this gig, and uh, so I was really fucking freaked out, but I had no money yet, and I just got arrested. I'm busted, busted and they take us to the local precinct just to sit and we were in there with this dude oh man yeah that was odd <laughs> yeah. uh there was like a bunch of it was like a smaller holding cell 
and they were trying to fingerprint us, and we had to go to the we had to go to the tombs after this. This is where I had had to call and had my wife come down and get my shit, because uh, they were like, "Rob, you're going to the tombs." Like they put us in this holding cell with this other sketchy dude that had like he had some hot shorts on. I think he may have been a male prostitute. I don't know. Uh, but they just took up people from off the street. So they were busting. There was, oh yeah, there was another group. There was another uh, two dudes, actually, exactly two dudes that got busted for rolling weed on the street like that were right around the corner from us. It was just one night in New York City. They were like, hey, everybody, we're just going out and arresting people for weed. Um, this was like in 2007. Bush was still in office. Giuliani's rules were in effect. So they would just randomly go and sweep, you know, weed smokers, anybody right off the street and put them in since it was Friday. And this was show was on a Friday night. They couldn't put me in the holding cell overnight. They had to put me in uh, the tombs. Now the tombs is this big holding cell down uh, that's, it's like where you go right before Rikers Island. It's this federal holding cell. And I had to go down there for two and a half nights. And, uh, it was, it was brutal. And that was all because of a clogged one hitter. And I, and you know, that's why I'm so passionate about the herb that I had to go through all this, you know, and I haven't done anything in my life, uh, or do any, all I do is comedy and go for my dream and support my family and, you know, just try to be a good person. And, uh, yeah, weed, I just really do believe should be legal and everybody should be able to smoke it. I do believe it is somewhat of a vice. Like, I would like to maybe slow down and maybe use CBD a little bit more as I get older. But at the same time, I think it fully should be legal, and it's great for so many ailments in terms of, you know, treatment for cancer and treatment for AIDS and treatment for <clears throat> all types of anxieties and trauma and pain. You know, it's one of the most natural gifts, you know, from God, from the planet, from whatever you want to call it, uh, and it should be legal. Um, and I got arrested for it, and I had to go to the tombs for two nights. And that's nothing compared to what other people have had to go through. But it was, it was, man, it, it was fucking nuts. Uh, right when I was cuffed up, I had this red sweatshirt on. And the place is like 90, I don't know, it's, it was just rough New York. Uh, there, I remember there was a toilet right in the in the middle of the cell that I was going into, and it was like five or six, seven cells, and they could take us down to this federal holding cell. Oh yeah, I had to call my wife up, I had to call my wife up, and she wasn't married to me at the time, and she doesn't, you know, my wife got her, has her shit together, and she was so pissed off at me, and I didn't know I could have gotten thrown out. It was all a big, awful scenario on all fronts. And I had to take that, you know. But, you know, the herb, you know, and I was a little high, so that helped. <laughs> and, uh, no, uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't funny, but I did have this red sweatshirt on. And every, as soon as I walked into the cell, everybody eyed me up. And this one dude with, like, a Rasta with dreadlocks just eyed me up. And in front of everybody, he's like, yo, in a thick Jamaican accent. He's like, yo, I found him. There's Waldo. <laughs> and then, like, I still laugh at that to date. Uh, I've told that joke a billion times, uh, and everybody started laughing. It's not even my joke. It was the dude's joke. Uh, but I made it through the three days. I've done this stuff on stage, but I don't really feel like reciting my act right now. Maybe I'll start doing, telling the story more, but I just wanted to tell, yeah. But I actually got out. Like, they do this thing called time served. It's so unconstitutional. Like, they just pretty much throw you in jail for two and a half days in America, you know, without charging you anything. They call it time served. They go, time served. So I guess they charge you, like, you sign off. I don't know. It's this weird, I don't know if they even do that anymore. 
lately everything's been going like, you know, don't arrest the potheads. Uh, people have been smoking it more on the streets in New York. Um, like in California, it's completely legal. That's what's so weird for me to do this podcast. <laughs> I need to get out there and travel. I want to get out to California. I want to get out to Vancouver. I want to get out to uh, Hawaii. I want to get to Costa Rica. I want to travel. I, need, I definitely need to get to New Orleans. But I know the weed scene in New Orleans is A-OK. I mean, there's enough drummers and, and musicians down there that there's a lot of pot, but there's also a lot of booze. Uh, so that town, you know, runs on booze and, you know, music, which is pretty, you know, pretty good, too. Oh, man, that coffee is good. But it's super strong. Like, I'm just kind of getting a little um, twisted here, a little too faded. But that's what this podcast is about. Um, but also, you know, trying to keep it on point trying to zen it out. I did meditate um, today. Like, I put 15 minutes, but I only made it 10. Um, But it was still good. And I stretched. I need to stretch, need to meditate, need to work it out. Uh, I'm getting a little bit better with it. I'm just getting used to just getting this content out, you know, and just organizing. I'm having fun with the podcast. Like, I'm going over them. Are they the best? Are they the worst? You know, there's something there. I, I'm enjoying them, and I think, you know, I want to thank everybody that's listening to this right now. I'm having a blast, uh, and I hope you are too, and I hope you, it's making some sense. Um, but yeah, I'm just traveling and, and just getting over doing this big tour with Tracy Morgan and doing stand-up and finishing the touches on these short films and then my next project is just polishing my stand-up and trying to get a late night tv set uh and i can do it i just need to polish the material you know just put the pen to paper a little bit more you know not think about it a lot of things i get stuck in the process of thinking about it and the move is just to do it and you start to learn that that's the thing about getting older. There's some good aspects to getting older. And one of the good aspects, you know, you do kind of get a little bit more run down, but you also have knowledge to, you know, put out there. You know, new knowledge, new things are coming at you and you're learning um, from just all the experiences and all the decisions that you had to make. Mm. I had to take a big gulp of seltzer. Let's get some lip balm up in here. I'm kind of chapping out this weather. Uh, That's some good chapsticks. You ever get some good chapstick and you're like, oh, this is that minty shit. (laughs) Oh, man, this is some... But this is my own. My wife just gets a lot and then hooks me up with some, some of the best ones are the ones the finds because uh, she knows her lip bombs um, she has her shit together let's see oh yeah this one's like cucumber man I hit some of this the other day I was like oh damn this fucking shit is good yeah man we're just rocking some some one hitters and some Grady Cop and some one hitters of Kim Dog and Drinking a nice tumbler of iced Grady's coffee. I got a big thing of seltzer, and I got some cucumber lip balm. What'd you know about that, dude? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is uh, coming together nicely. Like, it's, uh, you know, all these little projects. When you do stuff creative, you got to just push it through. And have a lot of fun with it. Sorry for the big burp. Uh, I had a I had an egg sandwich today. I haven't had like an egg sandwich in a, in a while. Like that's pretty much the go-to. I've been doing salmon a lot, not a ton, but here and there. Um, but I know where to get some cheap stuff, some cheap salmon. Uh, 
Let's see here. But uh, I had this great egg sandwich today. It was bacon egg on a whole wheat bagel. You're trying to be good right there. Bacon egg and it had some cheese on a whole wheat bagel. But I hadn't done that in a while. And I have to say it was delicious. Um, and it definitely hit the spot. Let's see. I think a little bit more Grady's coffee would definitely hit the spot. Let's see if we can uh, find a, a nice moment of uh, of podcast zenness here. Oh man! There you go. Get the tumble action. Um, what do I got coming up? Oh, yeah, I'm doing this show in Manhattan called The Secret Loft on Friday at 1030. And it's a cool venue. They started in Brooklyn at a real loft at a real dude's apartment that was in the basement. But it was like a big ass room. It looked like a showroom because it was like in this industrial area. And then he kind of went legit with it. I think like his apartment complex, somebody got mad. He was making too much money. And he started his own show in Manhattan, but it's a kind of a, it's in a cool neighborhood. It's on 14th Street. It's really easy to get to, but if you Google Secret Loft NYC, they do shows I think every other week, but it's in this loft on 14th Street, like this art space. But it's kind of in a major midtown New York. You know, you're kind of it definitely feels like some of the first shows I did in San Francisco, but. It, but he packs the room, and it kind of has a following, and it's, uh, you know, it's a, a good venue. I give it a shout out. I'm going to be performing there, and they pay you. Like, he, he just runs a professional shit, he, and he has good, great comics. Um, so I'm doing that. That's coming up. And then right now, just like maybe just, just sets around New York. Nothing really gearing up, just uh, putting together all this uh, material that I have and just try to really concentrate on getting a TV set and work on some more uh, short films and maybe do some music. I really, I do enjoy that aspect of doing this podcast is, uh, is talking about uh, just, you know, learning, just zoning out on the music, which is uh, just always a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just really love, you know, I need to see more concerts. I know I've talked about this and, uh, a little too much. I'm trying to think, did I, have I seen something super? Uh, I wanted to talk about my first concert. My first concert was in uh, Roanoke, Virginia. It was when I was living in Buena Vista, Virginia at the time. And I think I was in the fourth or fifth, maybe sixth grade. Um, it's 1984, uh, or three, it was pretty early too, because it was right during the breakdance craze and the breakdance craze, I was like 12 or 13, right when Beat Street and Breaking and all those films came out. It, that just hit right at a time, right when I was, right before I was into girls, uh, there was this thing, you know, that you could just spaz out and break out. Uh, and I was just really into breakdancing at the time. And, um, and I was into hip-hop. Uh, my mom actually got me breakdance lessons from this dude, Storman Norman. And Norman lived in Lexington, Virginia. And he lived in an orphanage. He was the best breakdancer in Lexington, Virginia. And I was from D.C., but uh, I didn't learn how to break dance in D.C. I knew about funk music and go-go music, but I didn't break dance. Like, break dancing kind of hit more in 84 and 85, and I lived in D.C. growing up more like 79, 80, 81, 82. Uh, so I was, it, it, my mom used to drive me to this orphanage in, in Storm and Norman, and he was the nicest dude. He was like 16 years old, this uh, black dude that lived there. He was an orphan, but he was the best break dancer, and he would give private lessons. 
and he gave me a private he gave me private lessons for my mom would just drive me over there and pick up my brother from like soccer or something and i would go there for like a half an hour and learn how to break dance and he had the best beats the most slamming beats all the early run dmc all the early houdini all the early nucleus but all these tapes from norfolk because he was family i think was originally from norfolk uh and, uh, yeah, so I, uh, my first concert, I, I, so I was really into hip-hop, so I was just into collecting 12 inches, that's it, that's if I got A's or B's, I would get records, uh, my mom would buy me a record, if I got an A, I could get a 12-inch, uh, like a hip-hop, you know, they would have, like, an album, and you would, you know, it was like, it wasn't like $12, they were like 4 to 6 to $7, they were a little bit less, and you can get one of those, it was like the extended version, like everybody had a 12 inch, like hip hop didn't have, it was even before hip hop had albums, the artists would just put out, you would just hear like a couple songs. Uh, and I was into that, but I started collecting and my friend was a DJ, he had the, you know, he had, he had the realistic, you know, mixer from Radio Shack, but, but you could cut in between. Realistic, man, Radio Shack was rocking, back then they were the fucking jam, they were the hookup. Uh, but, uh, yeah, my first concert was called the Fresh Festival, and the Fresh Fest, my mom drove me there, but I went in by myself, but the Fresh Fest was Grandmaster Flash, Houdini, Run DMC, and the Fat Boys, and, uh, that was my first fucking concert, and I loved it, man, uh, it was amazing, I saw you know, I saw Houdini do the Freaks Come Out at Night. They had this uh, DJ Grandmaster D, and he would scratch, he would take his shoe off. He would have his Pumas, his suede Pumas, and he would take one of them off and scratch with it. And they had it on a big monitor, and they had lasers and shit, man. It blew my mind. Like, that was the illest shit. I saw the Fab Boys go up and destroy in front of, in the big record, like, to warm up the crowd. I, 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 I talk about this concert on my album, Pure Uncut Joy, that's on Spotify, and it's doing really well. It's getting like 5,000 spins a week. Thank you for everybody that's buying or downloading or listening to it. I'm really proud of the album, and it's uh, actually, you know, generating, you know, a nice little bit of money for me right now, and so keep, check it out. It's, uh, the, but the last track on the album is called The Fresh Fest. And it talks about this whole concert. But uh, the Fat Boys just fucking destroyed it. Oh, the hot record that year was, uh, and I don't talk about this on the album, but the hot record of that year was, uh, it, his name was Love Bugs Starsky, and it was the Pee Wee Herman dance. And, and it starts out as, get busy, y'all, busy, y'all. <laughs> That was the shit. Like, I remember they put that on, like, right before the concert started, and everybody just started going nuts. Uh, songs would just get, like, hip-hop songs would just get hot for a minute. Songs and music is wild that way, man. Uh, it, they, things just get hot for a minute, but then they stay out there in the ether, and they travel about. Speaking of travel, I want to do some travel and go to New Orleans so I could drink some more of these Grady cold brew. I'm, I'm drinking too much of it. It's like drinking too much of this hash. Uh, it's, uh, it's so delicious and it's so cold. That's the thing about cold brew. It hooks you pretty fast, man. You're like, oh my God, this stuff is amazing. Um, but this stuff is amazing. And it's, uh, and it just, but it goes down so easy. And it's so cold out there right now. Um, I'm having a blast doing this podcast. Um, please let me know what you think of it. And let me know how you're zenning it out. Uh, oh, like, I also been eating vegetarian, I've been, like I said, I've been eating some salmon. I've been doing that. I've just been getting the envelope of it. You can get an envelope of it for like seven bucks. And it's uh, smoked salmon. And it just is pure protein. I just fucking love this shit. 
and I've been eating that. I've been eating it on a bagel, but I want to change it up. I don't want to eat so many carbs. I want to, like, I'm trying to figure out, maybe I should just eat it raw. I did have it on sushi the other night, too, and that was great. Um, but I've been eating a lot of salmon, and then I've been eating a lot of vegetarian, like, when I was in Baltimore, that was wild. There was this place where, I mean, it was so progressive. It was called the Red Bearded Lady or something like that. And it was like this liberal bookstore, but they had a huge cafe and they had all vegan food. And the place was kind of cool and it was in a cool neighborhood and the food was great and the coffee was great. And I was hanging in there because I had a couple hours to kill and I had a vape pen, so I had that covered. I had one of those great pens, and um, I was down there, but the place was so progressive. The lady had a red beard. There was a woman with a beard that served me. Uh, it was just very, you know, it was, it was cool, though. And I went down, I checked it out, but the food was great, and the coffee was slamming. The latte, I had a latte there, and it was fucking ridiculous. They know their coffee. Uh, uh, but I don't know if that's actually the name of the venue. I gotta, I gotta make sure. Let me, let me, what was the name of that bookstore? I don't know how I got on. Yeah, I went there and it was just super liberal. And there was a woman that served me a latte that had a beard, which there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, let's see. Baltimore. Oh, yeah, Red Emma's, Red Emma. I don't know if I met Red, if that was Emma, but uh, give her a shout out, she was nice. The whole place was cool. Um, and uh, yeah, Baltimore's gotten really, like that's kind of where the hipsters are now, you know, that's kind of like the most hip is down, that's where you find the most progressive people. That and I think Michigan. I don't know, California and New York is just, just because of the entertainment business and comedy, not even the co entertainment business, mostly just comedy is why I'm here in New York. And I don't need a car. I like walking around. And uh, there's a lot of great coffee and a lot of great food and a lot of great culture. So it does, it seems to keep me alive and work with me. And I'm just eating salmon like it's no big thing. And I've been eating vegan dishes, like uh, shout out to... Red Emma's bookstore, they have great vegan dishes, food. I had, down there, what was it I had? Oh, I had some crazy, like, they were like kale hearts stewed or something. I don't know, I did something crazy. Like, I like just to order something random off the menu sometime. And then, that's why I like changing it up and going vegan, and I'm not vegan. Like, just, you know, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, that's what you do. I don't like being labeled. Like, it's just a couple days to cut the meat out. But I'm not, I'm not preaching because I just, right before this podcast, I had a delicious bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Um, because that's one of the best things in life is a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. But some of these vegan places, and I, oh, at, the, at that, at Red Emma's, I had their vegan hamburger. I had these vegan sliders, and they tasted exactly like hamburgers. They were delicious. Man. Yeah, that's what, I loved those. I almost got another round. I remember sitting there debating, like, should I eat another round of these vegan hamburgers? And then uh, when I came up here, there's a taco, Huaca. I went back to Huaca, this place that has V that you can, but it's $2 more is the only thing. It kind of makes everything a little bit more expensive. Uh, but I want to see, you know, some, I'm trying to think some live music. Did I see anything recent? I want to, some of the best concerts I've seen I'll just uh, run them down. I saw The Who at RFK. I saw, I saw Eric Clapton at the Cap Center. But this is all like when they were getting a, a little bit older, those two. But it was like their return back in the like early 90s or late 80s. And then, but they were, they were actually amazing because I saw The Who at RFK. And Eric Clapton, Cap Center, that's classic too. And he's just melted the place down because he's fucking Eric Clapton, one of the best guitarists of all time. 
and he has billions of hit songs. Motherless children, take a listen to that. I want to start playing music on this podcast. That's what I might do, is put a song in here. Because um, I, I, I've made music. Maybe I should drop a, a funky song in here into this podcast. Um, because I own all the rights, you know. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, here is, check out this song. I'm going to put a song in here right here. Now, this is called Heavy Weather. This is Ralph Burley with WHAM Channel 99. Here's today's forecast. Clear skies with a chance of absolute pure music mind meltdown. Storm Big Rob is coming through. Hide your dog and liquors, then punch yourself in the face. Then on Tuesday, we have an attack from a giant demon pelican with laser eyes, followed by clear skies again on Wednesday and free ice cream. Back to you, Steve. Like thunder and lightning. I damn it, so exciting. It hits you like a hammer. Electric slammers, Doppler radar stampers. Strong winds coming in, flipping over campers. Weekend dampers, to be blunt. There is a cold front moving on your left, ready on your right. Hold tight. Today, here's what I got. Go shorty, it's your birthday, Willard Scott. High, low, pressure's change in the temperature. Past any MC contest, sir. Check the man on Trophies Weather Channel. Holy hail, coming down, better rock a flannel. Chill factors with a chance of sleep. Vortex raincoats with no leaks. Eastern Standard Mountain Time. Big Rob rocks a funky rhyme. Central and Pacific zones. Fresh forecast on the microphone. Like thunder and lightning. I damn it, so exciting. Morning, morning, don't fly a kite. Then lyrics storming, beat is frightening. Cloud formation across the nation. Master of ceremonies is the occupation. Killing dope rhymes on the weather station. Making MCs cry like precipitation. Watch out if you're riding out. Slick roads all about, no doubt. Talking jet streams, new streams, chopper. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a monster. Lock it down like Fort Knox. You giving me eyes like Don Knotts. Ain't a robot, weatherman. Meteorologist with the jam. Eastern Standard Mountain Time. Big Rob rocks a funky rhyme. Central and Pacific zones. Fresh forecast on the microphone. Like thunder and lightning. Damn, it's so exciting. It hits you like a hammer. Electric slammers, Doppler radar stammers. You say tomato, I say tornado. Brooklyn's got cyclones and pasta Alfredo. I'm not counting sheep, stay up late counting pollen. Nor'east the bunny can bury your island. Going out of eye with the eye of the storm. Control weather patterns with an app on my phone. Shipwreck your vessel, suck through a funnel. Stranded on an island filled with bridges and tunnels. Slip on black ice and throw out your hip. Here's a glass of acid rain, have a sip. How is it outside? Don't ask Dan Rather. He'll tell you the news that spit back the weather. Atmospheric pressure. Mr. Freeze. No effort. Winter is coming. Make it snow in the desert. Five-day forecast. My outlook's extended. 60 bars of rhymes. My weather versus ending. Like thunder and lightning. I damn it, so exciting. Morning, morning. Don't fly a kite. Then lyrics storming. Beat is frightening. Helicopter, our fly high eye in the sky for WHAM Channel 99. This is Ralph Burley. What do you got out there? Did you like it? Was that cool? All right. Now back to the show. Uh, yeah, I saw The Who. I saw Eric Clapton. Um, yeah, I saw Dave Matthews' band because I lived in Virginia. I would see them at local colleges and high schools early on because he was like a college band act for a long time maybe like three or four years i saw him in widespread panic at my brother's college and i think i saw him in charlottesville because we live close by to charlottesville and that's where uva was and that was where they were from and i had uh 
a lot of cousins and friends and I don't know Charlottesville is just like a main part my dad went to UVA like as a graduate student and my aunt lives <clears throat> lived there she just passed away actually RIP um but yeah I just have a lot of family and I spent some time in Charlottesville and I got to see Dave Matthews very early on before I know you know he would tear the house down but he wasn't the, he was a big star he definitely had star power and his songs were great but that violinist man that dude was a badass boy tinsley would burn it down and he had a band i think he was in a different band and then they met together and then they joined made a super group but uh or they were just like the best players from that whatever that scene was in virginia um I need to get back to Virginia. I wish they would legalize can cannabis. That would be a great state to go back to. Um, lots of mountains, lots of green grass, lots of nice people. Uh, but uh, yeah, so just putting this all together. Yeah, so uh, we're coming to, you know, towards the end. I got some seltzer water. I got to drown it out a little bit. I can't ever tell if I've ever had too much or enough <laughs> uh, cannabis and coffee when I do this podcast because I get, I get a lot of adrenaline doing it. So then it's like I'm doing it and then it kind of all hits me and then I'm in the podcast and I'm like, what the hell am I? Oh, yeah, I got to do a podcast. And then I'm in the middle of it and then I got to go, you know, talk it all out. Uh, and then afterwards, I'm so drained. I'm like, man. I need to smoke a joint. <laughs> uh, but maybe... Uh, uh, maybe I'll just stick to one-hitters today. Uh, just me and this... Talking to this plant. It's just getting used to, like, talking by myself. And some days I'm good at it, and some days I'm a little bit wonky. I mean, I'm uh, having a good time on this one because the coffee is so good shout out to grady's cold brew uh it, it it it's a warm toasty feeling the grady's and the taste is i guess the taste is is that nutmeg 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 will definitely warm you up it, america is about some nutmeg let me tell you that especially this season gotta have some cinnamon I mean, I love California. I want to be out there. But I do love it here. I do love the cold. I love the change of seasons. I love drinking coffee. And I love nutmeg. And I love cinnamon. And, uh, but I don't want, I want to fuck with Starbucks. I want to fuck with Grady's. I say, man, if you need a, your house isn't fully complete. Your whole setup, your whole setup isn't fully complete if you don't have a jug of Grady's cold brew in your refrigerator to, ready to go for your guest. Oh, you want a cup of coffee? Well, how about I just blow your mind with this fucking New Orleans super funk regulator? Or, yo, oh, you want to take it up a notch? You want a dessert? Well, look, I just got me uh, a thing of vanilla, high top shelf super vanilla from Haagen-Dazs. Like the most fucking shit you can get. Uh, we're going to put that with the Grady's and... It will blow your guests' mind away. Like you would be, they would be like, "Dude, what are you doing, man? I don't even have to go to a restaurant. This is a billion-dollar dessert." I don't know about a billion dollars, um, but it's got me psyched. You know, coffee from concentrate makes eight cups. It feels like I'm only halfway through this big jug. It makes eight cups. That must mean I've drank four. That sounds about right. I think I'm right about the mental capacity of about four but i think it's three and i'll probably have another one and really just you know run laps around my apartment really just wear in the uh the floors all this coffee it's all about you know i don't know is coffee and weed a vice uh, i don't know it's an enjoyment i mean it's something i think you can control and uh, i'm getting better at it I will say that, um, and that comes with age and just, you know, as time goes by, you just learn how to, what you're good at and what you can 
what's good for you? How do you like to party? How do you like to get down? Um, how do you like to cook it up? How do you like to shake it down? Right now, I'm just filling up a big fat glass of super seltzer from SodaStream. I'm on the SodaStream. Are you guys on the SodaStream? Everybody be SodaStreaming. Just sparking it up, man. Just sparking those bubbles up. Nobody's drinking that, uh, that, 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 that Coca-Cola, that cocaine drink. Everybody's on that pure seltzer right now. And, you know, like I said, Marble just invested $1 billion into cannabis. What do you think of that? What do I think of that? I, that feels like maybe I should pack one more one-hitter of this chem dog. Um, this fake eat cigarette. Um, because, you know, I don't know. I think, that, I think that's huge. Whatever just happened is huge with those guys um, buying that. That just means, you know, I, I keep on saying legalization, but I don't know. I feel, you know, I feel like it's just already here, but it's not all, all in New York yet. It's still like, that's what I'm saying. There's CBD dispensaries. It's kind of like, I don't know, just like training wheels before, you know, they come out with real dispensaries. Before Willie Nelson's reserve is has a coffee shop right down the street. I mean, money talks. and This stuff is, I mean, Marble just invested a billion dollars, not a couple million, a billion. That's, that's crazy. That's enough to drink a little bit more Grady's here. I had a little bit of Ken Dog. We'll do a little bit more on the pour here. But I've been sipping this stuff a lot. I gotta equal it out. I gotta go get a crumb cake or something and mail it down to, to equal the, the gut rot. But I got a lot to do today. I do have some writing and stuff I'm working on. I need to just, to, you know, with writing, it's all about working out. Same thing with working out. I need to work out and I need to do some writing. I need to get uh, a little bit more. But even talking about it, you just do it, you know? You know what I'm saying, me? Just got to go out there and do it. Uh, and I, I'm doing it with this podcast. And I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating and having a blast with all the funky beats and all the funky tunes. And just uh, I'm glad you're here coming along the ride. Again, uh, please like and subscribe on, you, on, on iTunes. And if you're on Spotify, put it on a playlist. Put it everywhere. Uh, Check it out. Spread the word. And uh, send me at contact at robcantrell.com. Send me an email. Tell me what you think, what you like. Uh, and maybe I'll talk about it on the air. But I appreciate everybody listening. And I want you to know that, you know, you're loved by somebody. Even if I don't know you, hey, love you, man, girl. I'm out there. You're out there. Um, that's it. I appreciate you guys listening. Peace.